What's happening? It is terrifying. It is what it is. Because I'm the kind of you want to know why. I don't care. My plan is to harness the energy of babies. So, it should be a lot of fun. That's what we call at home all foam and no beer. That would be no problem. So then I was like, yay! Well, who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. Family, religion, friendship. These are the three demons you must slay if you wish to succeed in business. I give you America itself! This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. You bastards! What is it with you? Going back on the deal that we struck in our own minds. What is it with you? Give us Greenland! Never trust a Dane! God! What does it take? Live from Studio C. Si, senor. A dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. And today, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Outraged to Danes! <laughs> I don't blame Trump for canceling the trip. What do you mean you're not going to discuss selling Greenland? We want deal. We want Greenland. We want it. What part of sell us Greenland don't you understand? You got Greenland, we got money. Now sit down. <laughs> God, how complicated does this have to be? Here's, here's a story you didn't see coming, huh? The whole Greenland thing. That's hilarious. Trump ought to offer to swap him uh, Greenland for California. Straight up. <laughs> Hilarious. That's a good story, though. You know, they should, should try to like come up, one. come up with a list of things you predict that are going to be stories. <laughs> and then nobody, nobody would have come up with that one. Oh, no. No. If somebody had written down the purchase of Greenland, I thought, what? And, and the souring of Danish-American relations. <laughs> the special relationship. Right. That is us. Right. Dana Dana Danes. Trusted NATO ally. Um, yeah, that's a good story. So he's not going to visit them because they, will, they refuse to sit down and discuss selling Greenland. Well, apparently their refusal was rude in the president's mind. Why would they, why would they refuse to talk about it? It seems like an odd thing to do. And say, okay, yeah, sure. I think and then you talk about it a few yeah. minutes. You say, "Okay, well, we'll think about that." Now, now back to you know, you were going to send us this much money for something or other. Yeah, how about those <laughs> tanks we were talking about? <laughs> yeah, right. Well, you ought to be a little diplomatic in diplomacy, in my mind. But I don't, I don't know. It's this one of the is key so parts. absurd. I can't believe any of it. But hey, I'll tell you what I'm excited about today is we got Tim, the lawyer, Tim Sandifer on later in the show to talk about the New York Times Big 1619 project that's getting so much attention. I don't know if you've been following any of that. It's the 400-year anniversary of slaves being shipped to America. And the New York Times is going big on this. And a lot of it is um, uh, the premise that the United States was founded on the idea of slavery, and it's still part of our it nature. It underpins everything in this country, which is an absurdity. Currently, then and today. Right. And uh, Tim Sandifer has been pushing back against that. He's got a piece in reason. Peace is a... Word smart people used uh, instead of article. Well, those who would appear smart. <laughs> anyway. He's got an article at reason.com today, a long explanation of, uh, of, of, of the flaws of that argument. 
And um, it's been pretty controversial, the whole 1619 project in the New York Times. It's, it's, it's worth a look. But anyway, Tim Sandifer is going to refute some of that, and it's damned interesting and damned important because it, it gets into a lot of the um, uh, racial division that's being sown in this country. People have decided, man, there's, there's a lot of money and power in pitting us against each other, which oh, is yeah. a very, very dangerous road to go down. Yep. Boy, and the uh, soil seems to be quite fertile for planting the seeds of white guilt and self-hatred to gain even more power. So, you know, if you're part of the original sin that infects society still to the day, well, then you're under people's control if you're a bad guy. Anyway, I hope you catch that portion of the show either alive or in the podcast, because I think that's going to be danged interesting. Yep, I'm looking forward to it. Tim is uh, not only a constitutional lawyer and, and thinker, but he's... He's probably the most knowledgeable person I've ever met on the history of the fight to end slavery. And the Simpsons. And and Star Trek. And Star Trek. Right. That's right. <laughs> All those things. Probably half a dozen other things. He just hasn't admitted to yet. <laughs> Let's introduce everybody in the squad to start the show. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? Uh, good. I need a little advice here. Um, I showed up yesterday, and there's a package on my door. And it's to the person that lived maybe a year or two ago in, where I now live. But it's a children's bicycle. Oh, right? wow. So they have the wrong address. But who, I, would be send, who, would, who would be close enough to a family to send the kid a bicycle but not know they don't live there uh, anymore? I'll bet they ordered it and accidentally didn't change their default address. That's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it came, mm-hmm. I know where it came from, and so I was going to So how's it, it ride? I haven't opened it. <laughs> Did you take it over any sweet jumps? <laughs> Yeah. Did you put on your short pants and go for a ride? No, but my girlfriend doesn't want me to do it. She's all, I think this is a scam of some sort. Somebody, I don't want to get involved. And I'm thinking, no, this isn't a scam. Or I there's think a six-year-old really right. crying hard because they didn't Wondering get their bicycle for, their their, bike. For, their, for, their, for their birthday. Right. Birthday. So I'm going to take it to the store, and I, I'm i going to take my chances, you know? Why don't you just You're get physically there and... take it to the store? Yeah. You can just return to sender, right? I I guess I could. But I was going to take a I, bike? Well, do you do you, so? You have the name. Of, do you know the people that used to live there or not? No, I don't. No, okay, I just know the name. I recognize the name. So, gotcha. I think I'll just load it up in the car and drop it off to the store, the physical store, and say, "Hey, this showed up. This is the wrong address." Can Poor you kid, crying right now, doesn't know some disc jockey has his bike. Right. I'm calling <laughs> you a disc jockey. We're all disc jockeys in my mind. Yeah, that is offensive. <laughs> <laughs> That's the. Like, Fredo is the Italian N-word. Disc jockey is the our industry's N-word. Right, exactly. It's like the worst thing you can ever say. It's the radio industry's N-word, disc Mm. jockey. Mm. Um, (laughs) I I hate to even hear the term. There is positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing all right, but not as as well as I should, because I I had a little tri-tip mistake earlier this week. I I, I grilled up tri-tip several days ago, but I over... It wasn't a ton, but I slightly overcooked it a little bit, and they... The initial eating wasn't that bad because you can just kind of go to the middle of the tri-tip where it's a little thicker and it's fine. But where I'm really noticing is it because when you reheat it, you're still cooking it a little bit more each time you reheat it. Sure. Oh, yeah. And so now it's a, I essentially got tri-tip jerky for the last bits of the, the tri-tip, and <laughs> it was not it was not good. So I like to start fairly raw with uh, with my steaks in the beginning because I know I'm going to reheat them for a, a couple of times. And that's normally what I do. And I took it off, uh, and I just happened to take it off too early this time. I cut into it, and I was like, oh well, that's that's no good. And so then I tried. I had to turn the grill back. Back on and put it back, and so I had it. It was just a disaster all the way around, and I really disappointed in my in my uh, my grilling misstep there. I I got a I got a pledge to do better next time. You can always cook it more. Yeah. By the way, did you see they did a poll of two thousand people in the radio industry, 
that are on the air. Really? As to why they're on the air, what they like about it. Really? Yeah, I didn't see that. It's pretty interesting. I'll hit you with the results. Speaking mm, of free uh, t-shirts. Freaking of being <laughs> yeah, disc right. jockeys. A, some some of the reasons are, are are practically like that. An affinity for bumper sticker stops. <laughs> <laughs> there is Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I'm doing all right. I'm in the process of radical downsizing. So yesterday I called a local charity because I wanted to give them some of my used furniture. You talking about for you or your footprint on Earth? Are you trying to make yourself smaller? I'm just trying to move product. I'm you trying know? to make my that's my radical downsizing. I'm trying to make myself physically smaller. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm just I'm just getting getting stuff out of the house. So anyway, I call up a local charity. Will you come out and pick it up? Well, they're getting very picky. You have a couch and a cabinet. Are they in good shape? Is the couch ripped? Uh, you vouch for all this. Well, uh, we'll be out. Uh, they give you a date between noon and five. But remember, we can refuse it if it's badly damaged. So they are now getting really quite, you know, asking a lot of questions about what you want to give away to charity. I've had that problem before, too. Yeah, and I I got to tell you, getting rid of furniture, even the stuff you think is worth something, oh, ain't please. easy. They don't yeah. want it. No, nah, it ain't yeah. worth much, I'm finding out. so Furniture from now, depreciates amazingly fast. Yeah, from now on, it's a futon, a bean, beanbag chair, a TV, and a laptop, and that's it. I'm paring down. No inflatable. Yeah. I know the hardest thing to get rid of, because Joe and I each had one once. Hold on a second, I'm going to sneeze. <laughs> a Brahma. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> We endorsed Nordic Track one time, the uh, Swedish exercise <laughs> yes. machine. Oh, yeah, it's, it's slimming yes. and trimming and calorie burning. Oh, Jeez, this was fabulous. 20, one today. This was 24 years ago. Was that Something the one like that, that mimics cross-country skiing? Yes, cross-country yeah. skiing. Yeah, right. anyway. that's, that's why we're on the air for free Nordic Tracks. <laughs> <laughs> and they gave us the nicest one they make, the oh, one that's yeah. made out of dark stained wood. I mean, this was a beautiful piece of equipment. Oh, yes. yeah. Which I used for a total of three minutes. <laughs> and then um, after... after uh, when I was going to move, so I'd had it for like a year. I found out you literally can't give those things away. Nope. You literally can't give them away. You can li- you can list. I think I listed it because it was like a twelve hundred dollar machine or something. Mm-hmm. Right. I listed it first for like a couple hundred dollars, no takers. Then I was listing it for free, no takers. Then I started to go to like Goodwills and places like that, and they get look over there. They got like fifty in the back. <laughs> you think I need another Nordic track? <laughs> we use them for firewood, idiot. Now get out. Oh, man. I eventually drove oh. to a Goodwill, went behind it, and left it behind their back door and drove yes. off. Oh, that's ethical. <laughs> I had to go. abandon it. <laughs> <laughs> you can't give them away. Nordic Track is not going to pay us now to uh, endorse their product. I'm afraid you've further offended the Danes <laughs> with that little uh, that little. Give us Greenland, you bastards! Oh, oh, not getting Greenland oh, now. Oh, American belligerence. Oh. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is Wednesday, August 21st, the year 2019. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Here we go officially now. According to FCC rules and regulations, the show begins at Mark. O.J. Simpson, you know, O.J. is on Twitter now. He tweeted yesterday that he was apprehensive about his upcoming NFL fantasy draft. No worries, O.J. If you don't like a player, you just cut him. It's easy. Oh, boy. Oh, guy. Oh, boy. I enjoy the shots at O.J. I truly do. But the jokes about that is people got carved up. I mean... Yeah, I don't know. Nice. I, I'm of two minds on that. that yeah. That's one, because it's actual <laughs> real people that got knifed to death, which is pretty gruesome. Right. On the other hand, OJ, since he's still in the whole media thing, right. I'd, I'd like to... Hey, every, Twitter world. Yeah, hey, Twitter world. I'd like every time he comes up, in yes. case he's hearing it, yes. there to be some sort of knifing joke. You're a murderer, right? yeah. like I said. A reminder yeah. every single time right. to where it just drives him nuts. Juice! And uh, whether I want that to happen or not, it seems to be happening. Because <laughs> yeah. any time he comes up, people make those sorts of jokes. You're right. 
Or we just passed some sort of law. There's probably a constitutional issue or two with it. Every time you mention his name, you have to say who murdered two people. Yeah. What's uh, the other headline? It's like he's not really the juice anymore. It is like that. What are other headlines, Marshall? Well, Trump talking China trade war, tax cuts, and stiffing the Danes. Jeffrey Epstein's former cellmate allegedly now getting death threats and a growing... Everybody gets death threats. What, on social media? Who cares? Non-story. Fake news. Oh, not this one. And a growing number of people are involved in lat relationships. Lat relationships? L-A-T. Lat relationships. Nice lats, dude. Uh, (laughs) You you clearly work out. How does mailbag look? Oh, it's fine. It's great. It's uh, full of uh, anger at the bum explosion, among other things. And is slavery at the root of the formation of this country? Is that a reason for being? We'll talk with... Are you wearing a Britney Spears t-shirt? I am wearing a Britney Spears t-shirt. More on that later. Oh, my. So we got a lot of good stuff on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Breaking news, a U.S. drone has been shot down over Yemen. I wish we'd get more accurate um, terminology, because it is a tiny little surveillance drone, or is it practically an unmanned fighter jet? Super, yeah, Yeah. fighter jet. It's a huge difference, but anyway, more on that later, I'm sure. And another gaffe from Joe Biden, the gaffe of the day. Joe Biden is a dummy. I don't actually know this one, so that's very exciting. I haven't heard it either, because, well, anyway, more on that later. Mailbag. Silas Greenland, damn it. Just like a Dane to promise to sell us Greenland in our own minds, then go back on it. It's your freedom, love, and quote of the day from Abraham Lincoln. And then his close uh, personal friend and golf buddy, Thomas Paine, in a moment. (laughs) Wow. Lincoln, uh... Said those who deny freedom to others deserve it not for themselves. And uh, T Pain, there it is. Uh, he who would make his own liberty secure must guard even his enemy from opposition. There you go. Keep that in mind when the social justice warriors tell you you can't speak. You know, Abraham Lincoln might actually be underrated, which is amazing given the fact that he's, you know. All the things named after him in movies and money and all the different stuff. And probably more biographies than any other American. Right. I think he's underappreciated. I think the same talking points are repeated over and over and over again. One of the most interesting things I learned from the most recent of the however many Lincoln biographies I've read is he, he was starving poor. Starving poor and more or less a slave himself. For a good bit of his youth. Thanks to his dad. Thanks to his dad, who was a psychopath and, and, and cruel and heartless and the rest of it. <clears throat> it was interesting. Um, a kind and compassionate stepmother helped him, certainly. Let's see. Okay. Well, let's see. Guys, you were talking about uh, online friends and disconnection and loneliness and the rest of it. The main problem with Facebook and social media isn't that your friends make up stuff to impress everyone. The problem is that all the cool things each individual friend does 
um, conflates the individual friends into a super friend, not the the, the, the cartoon of the 70s. We're the super friends. Form of Ice Dragon. <laughs> Wonder Twin Powers, activate. This is totally different. <clears throat> it combines the individual yeah. friends. Yes, super friends. <laughs> you mean like the super friends? No, not like them. That's my point. I finally got to fire that off. Uh, let's add that into a super friend that's impossible to keep up with. Example, you have 10 Facebook friends. Throughout the year, one has a baby, another gets a new car, one goes to Paris, another gets a promotion, etc. You're probably accomplishing and experiencing about as much as any individual on the list, but your brain creates one super mega friend that's doing all these amazing things. Now, if you don't get a promotion in Paris... While having a baby in your new car, it'll feel like you're not getting as much out of life as your mega friend. That's beautiful. KFTC, that's Faggity Travis from Olympia. I think he's right that psychologically it kind of works that way. I see that with my son when he says, everybody at school's been to Disneyland already. No, three of 30 have been to Disneyland. Yeah, and to take that one step further, it's not that you create one super friend. It's that all your friends then take on the the traits of the yeah. individual. So right. you think that each friend is doing all these things. <laughs> yes, it does. Yeah, well, that's the way it looks to my son. I can observe that. Adam from the fake state of Alaska with an interesting factoid. You guys were talking about robocaller scams and how they probably wouldn't do it unless they succeeded sometimes. Well, he just uh, found a blurb in the latest Consumer Reports. Consumers have lost almost $10.5 billion to phone scams over the previous 12 months. Wow. $10.5 billion. No wonder it continues. $10.5 billion. Adam from the fake state of Alaska. In one year. That's an incredible. Don't fall for that stuff. King's getting divorced for the eighth time. We'll have full team coverage later in the program. Divorce lawyers. Hello. Uh, Turns out I'm still alive. Take your calls. Eighth divorce. Ouch. That hurts. Also, speaking of the elderly. Now, he's had seven wives. Did he break up with one of them twice? One of them he married twice. That's the way you get to eight. Um, Speaking of the elderly, did you see the video of Bernie Sanders playing softball in Iowa yesterday? I did. Went down hard. I was concerned for him. It was actually pretty good, though, for a guy his age. He's moving around, and he fell once, but he fell kind of in a I'm playing softball sort of way. Right. Yeah, and then hopped right back up again. Yeah, I he's in good shape. Awesome. Yeah. For a 70 something year old to be out there just moving and swinging, that's yeah. great. I thought that was impressive. I, I don't know how, was, was that a look, I'm not that old PR thing? Was that what that was all about? Maybe, yeah. That's or a good maybe one. he just likes to play ball. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, all right. That's pretty good. I mean, God, I hope when I'm that age I can do that at all. A lot of people can't. Right? Um, good for him. Communism keeps you young. <laughs> News now, Marshall Phillips. Got an uh, update on a story Jack mentioned earlier. We do have a U.S. military MQ-9 drone that was shot down in Yemen. That's according to a U.S. official. Uh, the MQ-9, which replaced the uh, MQ-8, enhanced the uh, firepower and the horsepower. Exactly. Drone shot down today by the Houthi uh, rebels, it looks like, uh, near their uh, capital of Sana. Anyway, the Houthis were earlier saying, yes, we did bring down a U.S. drone. So that's what we know at this point. Not much more than that. Yemen, the greatest humanitarian crisis on Earth, according to most commentators. That nobody knows anything about. Or is paying any attention to outside of Yemen. We have U.S. drones over it to get shot down. There's there's something for you. There you go. 
President Trump defending his trade war with China is a possibly painful move necessary for long-term benefits. He Which was it asked, clearly is, in spite of what you hear in the liberal media every day. Trump's trade war, Trump's tariffs, this, this uh, policy of tariffs, it's so disingenuous. Meanwhile, Trump is saying it's irrelevant whether his trade war with China tips the U.S. into recession because he says it's about time the U.S. takes on China. Somebody had to do something with China. Obama should have done it. Bush should have done it. Clinton should have done it. They all should have done it. Nobody did it. I'm doing it. Trump going on to add, It should have been done by previous presidents, but I took it on. And I'm happy to do it because it had to be done. And the smart people say thank you very much. And the dumb people have no idea. Okay. And then you have the political people. Right. And they go with the wind. What about the dumb political people? He was 100% right, and, and you could, you know, sounded like a normal president. Yes. Until he got to the, and the dumb people part, which is hilarious. Right. Oh, oh Kellyanne but, Conway's giving the cut, cut, stop talking. Oh, he did it. <laughs> but he said the other day, and he is absolutely right, whether it's good or bad short term is not the point. Somebody was talking about farmers in Iowa or something right. like that. right. And everybody agrees. Everybody who's being honest agrees. Something has to be done. What's your other option? Show me your other option. Other than what he's doing right now. Well, the Danish prime minister is very upset, disappointed, and surprised by President Trump's decision to cancel his trip over the Greenland sale. Look. Look at me. Give us Greenland. Trump canceling the upcoming trip to Denmark after the prime minister dismissed talk that Trump's showing interest in buying Greenland was an absurd move. And Trump reacted, saying, OK, then I'm not going to go and visit your uh, your area. That doesn't make you seem really like <laughs> super, give uh, us Greenland. <laughs> we want deal. <laughs> it, uh, it doesn't make you look like a big person canceling that visit. Of course, you know. What is our relationship with Denmark? They're in NATO. I know that. I don't know why it's they... friendly. They let us do some stuff on Greenland. It's an important something or other base. I don't know why they handled it that way, though. They need us more than we need them. I don't know why they handled it that way. Why wouldn't you say, "Oh yeah, we're willing to discuss that"? And now nah, you don't want to. You know, you got to nip that in the bud. No, if you, if you, if you got a sports team and there's rumors that your star player wants it, you got to say, "No, we are committed to Greenland." Greenland is 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 strictly Team Denmark, right? And we are going to do what we can to keep Denmark together, including Greenland, which is way over there. Lest the thirty-seven people who live on Greenland get all <laughs> mad at Denmark and you know and flake and and come to the U.S. <laughs> they could have said, "Listen, we have no plans to sell any part of Denmark, including Greenland." But it's always a pleasure to talk to the American president. But she essentially said, "That ain't happening. You're out of your mind." <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein's former cellmate is due in court today asking to be moved to a new prison. Nicholas Tartarioi is a former cop who shared the cell with Epstein at the jail when the financier reportedly may have first tried to kill himself. Former July, cop? Yeah, July 23rd. Tartarioi was... Uh, How's was that spelled? <laughs> Never mind. All right. He was uh, separated from uh, Epstein before the actual suicide this month. He is claiming guards are threatening him, telling him to keep quiet amid all the questions about 
how Epstein was able to kill himself in federal custody. I don't doubt that. New York Post was reporting his lawyers claim the message is clear that if he conveys any information about the facility or Epstein's suicide, there will indeed be a price to pay. I don't know if Prince Andrew uh, did anything uh, untoward, but now there are logs showing he did fly in Epstein's plane with that 17-year-old who's who's now making the rounds as a grown-up. Uh, talking to various reporters. He was on the plane with her a number of times. Doesn't mean he did anything, but it sure doesn't look good. Right. right. Dude, right. your girlfriend looks really young. You know, as a guy who considers all royals an absurdity at this point, um, well, in a tourist trap, I don't particularly give a damn about Prince Andrew, <laughs> but that is not a good look. Mm-hmm. More and more people are living apart together. Or they consider themselves to be in lat relationships. Lat relationships. Typical uh, person in this relationship up until now has been over age 50. They got used to living alone for a time, maybe after being widowed or divorced. And they realized they now thrive when living independently. But they want to have a special someone. However, nowadays, lat relationships are on the rise among millennials due to what they're saying is women's increased independence, the rapidly globalizing market, and the normalization of other types of non-traditional relationships. Does that stand for something, or is it short for something? Living or? apart together. Lat. Oh, okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah, your lat relationships. So anyway, those... Just, that's a roommate, right? You got a roommate? Living apart together. Yes. No, I don't even think it's the sh- same roof, right? Right, they, no. Yeah, this is a different house entirely. They, yeah, they have their own place, you have your place. Oh, I see. But you're yeah. in a relationship, you know? Okay, all right. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. More isolation is what it sounds like to me. Yeah, no doubt. Um, We are going to discuss the 1619 project the New York Times has been working on, uh, uh, where they're declaring that the United States, the whole reason for the United States really is slavery. That is from the beginning and, and still a bizarre and incorrect notion, which I would be delighted to refute at the top of my lungs. But... Better than that, we have the fabulous Timothy Sandifer, constitutional scholar, historian, author, friend of the Armstrong and Getty Show, who's going to refute it with fancier words and better sentences. So stay tuned for that. <laughs> so full hour on Larry King's uh, divorce, or is two hours going to be required? Uh, it's a, it's a, an American tragedy. I mean, I thought that Sean King, formerly Sean Southwick, the fact that I know that is just strange. Um, I thought... They were going to uh, grow old together. Well, one of them grew grew old together. <laughs> Apart, what? Well, I came across a piece about the whole student loan uh, sc- yeah. scam. They call it in the Wall Street Journal. That's pretty darned interesting. Maybe we can touch on that. Oh, I would love to do whether that. You, oh. Whether you got kids you've paid for, are paying for, or going to pay for, or you're just a taxpayer without kids. Right. It's a, a very important story. Well, and the stories now are getting some air. Because the the greatest bias in the news business is what stories organizations choose to cover at all. You see it watching different networks or reading different papers, that sort of thing. But violent, junky bums attacking people, news stations are starting to say, oh, maybe we should give that news to our viewers, our listeners, etc. And, excuse me, um, remember that, that poor gal... Uh, who was attacked, dragged around, beaten by a, a, a bum, a junkie, a lunatic, 
in San Francisco, and then the judge let him go, saying, no, I don't think he's a danger. Well, it turns out, now, this may shock you, he is a danger. He's a terrible danger. He has a history of violence. Yes, a guy who attacked a woman out of nowhere and made her think she was about to die is a dangerous guy. The judge disagreed. We'll tell you about this, Prince, and another attack in San Francisco in a couple of minutes. All on the way in the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. They surveyed thousands of people across the country who are on the radio and asked them why they're on the radio, and the answers are kind of funny. My contract says I gotta. As someone who's on the radio. And there's nowhere else I can take caller number seven. <laughs> more, more importantly, Mitch McConnell has got an op-ed piece in the Wall Street Journal today about China that's kind of interesting. Um... Too many pregnant women are smoking pot, not understanding that uh, pot oh has not just all upside and a variety of other things to talk about. A little bonus mailbag here from Dirk the German. After hearing Joe rant about percentages being expressed as fractions, no, that's not Dirk, that's wrong. It's fractions being expressed as multiples. He says, anyway, I think it's clear that Jack is 14 times less volatile than Joe. Stand back. <laughs> Pretty funny. Dirk is a German. I have no time to be angry about that right now. People who engage in the idiotic and pseudo-intellectual uh, practice of expressing fractions as multiples. Because I'm mad about this instead. This is astounding. This is what we're dealing with. You had that poor gal in San Francisco, San Francisco viciously attacked. Her name is Paniz Kazarian. Uh, we played the, the video. We talked to her. Um, she was savagely attacked um, quite late at night trying to go home and uh, by a, a lunatic who was wasted and crazy and the rest of it, telling her she's a robot and the robots are attacking her, some such nonsense. And this was a homeless person? Yeah, this guy's a junkie and a bum and the rest of it. And... um and then the security guard gal bravely waded into the battle armed with nothing but her, her courage. And they were able to free the first woman from the clutches of this idiot and get them both to safety. Thank God. Well, the guy's apprehended. And then superior, in what way, uh, court judge Christine Van Aken, Obama appointee, released the guy on his own recognizance. And into a uh, under, uh, a treatment program, and you have to regularly check in with the case manager, mm-hmm. saying he didn't seem to be dangerous. I know from my own personal experience that's the way it works. Right. I don't right. know why, but I'm I'm surprised that a female judge was involved in that as well. This guy attacks a woman out of nowhere, could have injured her terribly, fights two other gals, but he's not dangerous, according to Superior Court Judge Christine Van Aken. Well, it turns out. This guy's picture, his mugshot, you know, gets uh, publicized on the news, and multiple women come forward and saying, "Oh my, say, oh my God, that's the guy, that's the guy who appro- who threatened us with a knife and chased us when we were just trying to get an Uber ride and that sort of thing." The guy's a friggin' menace, and now he's being held. And after the Fuhrer, Judge Van Aken held another hearing and said she'd not seen the security video that every freaking person in America saw of this poor woman getting attacked. 
But she went ahead and passed the judgment without seeing it. And now that she sees it, oh, yeah, he he appears to be dangerous. And so now he's being held on a $100,000 arrest warrant. It's unfriggin' believable. Well, that attitude, and you could you could write books on it, Jack. The whole, well, we we shouldn't judge. We, I'm not seeing a lot of sympathy. He's a victim of the patriarchy and income inequality, so we can't really we shouldn't punish him for being one of the unfortunates. You people are out of your friggin' minds. Well, when I had my incident, the first cop I had contact with said on the phone, and there's probably recordings of the phone call because I think they record all these. I don't know if he used the term the real. Uh, the real shame here or the real crime here, or the real, but he said something along those lines. The, the real problem here is there's just no place to, to put this guy. There's no place for him to go uh, in terms of he's, you know, he's got a substance abuse problem. Right. Oh, is that the real shame? Because five minutes ago he was screaming he was going to kill me and my children and my kids are still crying. The real shame is there's no place for this guy to go and get help for his alcoholism. That's the real shame. That's right. what you're telling me as someone who I'm paying to serve and protect. Right. That was very maddening. And then, and then a guy was out in like a day. Well, they never even looked for him. And then when they did catch him, he was out in like a day or two. Right. In spite of his history of violence. That's just, but that's just where we are. Right. I don't know what you do about it. Public pressure, you I guess. You do what's always been done about it. You get him the hell out of town or you put him in jail. But no, we've got this ridiculous... College sophomore, dreamland, unicornian view of humanity in certain parts of the country. And it, it, it will persist until, and this moment is, is already come, I think, in a lot of places. You realize, oh, that's utterly unrealistic. It doesn't work. And good people are now becoming the victims by the dozens, hundreds, thousands of, of, of lunatics and junkies and bums. And not only that, but there's the loss of quality of life. That's a serious thing, man. If you're not in one of those neighborhoods where your kids can't play with their friends outside anymore because there's so many junkies. That's not a, that's not an abstract problem. It'd be discussed in your damn social class. That's a real issue for people. They're being made miserable by your idiot, dreamy policies. Yeah, it's... God, it's, it makes me nuts. Oh, yeah, it's very Wake up and smell the bums! It's really frustrating. My youngest son, so with his various health problems, he's still not able to go to regular school, and so we're hiring different teachers to try to do this homeschool thing this year. And uh, and we were talking to him last night. Would you rather have a... Because he's only had a, a women so far... And uh, would you rather have a boy or a girl for a teacher? And he said, a girl. I don't want a boy. Well, how come? What if he's like that homeless guy that screamed that he was going to kill me? Great. So, you know, yeah. that's three years ago now that that happened. Oh, the real shame is that that homeless guy who threatened to rape my children and kill them, and they still think about it all the time. The real shame is that that guy didn't have some place to go get help for his alcoholism. There are places to go. He doesn't give a crap. Right. He's a violent lunatic. The real shame is what he did, but... You know, it's it's so frustrating. Yeah. This this weird worldview some of you have. You live in unicorn land. Yep. It's I don't know how you turn it around. Well, I'll well, tell you what it's happens. Get, it, it will be turned around. You can see it. But a lot around. of really bad things are going to happen. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like there will be many Southern, victims. The guy in Southern California got stabbed to death by that homeless sure. guy in front right. of his family. Thank God that's not what happened to me. But you'll have to have a bunch of stuff like that happen before enough people. Put pressure on their police force or city council or whatever. Say, look, we can't, we can't have this anymore. The real shame isn't that these place, these people aren't going to 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 rehab. The real shame is that they're not in jail. 
Yeah, thank you for reminding me of the other story on that topic. There's a San Francisco business owner who this uh, this vagrant junkie comes into his shop. He's trying to do business, and the guy's disruptive, and he stinks, and the rest of it. The guy says, you got to leave. And, of course, the guy refuses, so he pushes him out the door. And uh, and the and they end up fighting on the pavement, and the guy the the bum the junkie is choking this guy out, and he's about to lose consciousness, and he cries out for his son to come, and his son runs out with a bat, and he's gonna hit the guy to get him stop him from killing his dad, and the onlookers in San Francisco said, no, don't hit him, don't do anything, don't do anything, the passive. Just I, that that attitude about life it makes me crazy. You people are like the the, the what were they called from uh, the time machine? The passive dreamlike creatures who you could rape and kill at will because they wouldn't resist. And they were telling the boy not to protect his dad. Well, the kid raised the bat and the junkie lunatic uh, jumped off and ran off. But yet another example. Honest business people being attacked, customers terrified. Yeah, go ahead. We got time for that. The civilians who are sitting down, the customers who are telling me not to do anything, they were telling me to put down the bat and stuff. Telling you to put it down. You want to put it? It was weird feeling because you don't know whether to act on your own instinct or to act on what the the population is saying. So the guy's dad is being killed. Well, the, I mean, you're a young man. I can understand why he felt that way. I know what I would have freaking done. Well, yeah, but there are adults around him, uh, enlightened San Franciscans, saying, don't hurt him. Don't hurt him. Un-effing believable. It is. It is. It is. It's hard to believe. If, if that's not your nature, you just can't even get in that headspace. Yeah, I know. I know. It's insane. And it's leading to the, the just filth and disgust that we're seeing. Armstrong and Getty.